Thank you for tuning in to the King's Kid podcast with author Matt Alberton. Each episode will include Matt sharing basic practical truths or deep theological insights. We hope this podcast will contribute to your formation as a son or daughter of the King. Please keep in mind, the audio quality may vary since these podcasts are spontaneously recorded on multiple devices. The King's Kid is brought to you by Wayhouse Media. Don't forget to subscribe and thanks again for tuning in. All right, let's talk about the Satan shoes. Uh, this is creating, obviously, a lot of controversy. A lot of people have opinions on it. Um, there's different angles to take. There's uh, obviously the angle from the Christian uh, for thinking that this is evil. There's the angle uh, of that this is some kind of attack on Christianity. There's some, there's angles on, uh, on you know, they're also being Jesus shoes and the company uh, behind putting this together, not speaking of Nike, is um, also, you know, done a lot of other kind of gimmicks like the uh, toaster oven bath bomb and things like that, um, just to get some attention. I don't really want to talk about those angles. What I want to talk about is Little Nas X and his, um, how he got here. How did he get here? If you guys saw, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he tweeted roughly 48 hours ago, uh, maybe a little less than that, um, about how he experienced hate from Christians. People were preaching to him about him going to hell for being gay. And this is a way for them to again, act upset. This is a way as kind of a revenge it's a comeback towards that. It's response against that hate. Um, I shared a little bit of this on a Facebook post and a tweet, but I, I just can't help but think of this as being so tragic. I'm not talking about, like, I don't consider this to be an attack on Christianity. I mean, of course, the devil is out to get Christianity. The, the devil is out to um, steal, kill, and destroy and make the name of Jesus look bad, look evil. And he does come as an angel of light. Uh, so let me tell the story. Um, so a few years ago, I guess it was probably maybe eight, eight years ago, um, I was part of a crusade team and we did a crusade in Enid, Oklahoma, a small town in Oklahoma, uh, at a Baptist church, first Baptist church there. Um, actually it was called Calvary Baptist church and we were doing this crusade. So I was in charge of kind of inviting people, uh, to this crusade, making sure they got there. We were able to, you know, increase the numbers and so more people could be saved. And so I would go out to, you know, Walmarts, McDonald's, and kind of just look around. And specifically this one day I had, um, they had given me another guy, his name was Colson and Colson went with me and we decided, Hey, let's just pray and see if the Holy Spirit will lead us to someone that we can invite to the crusade. So we were driving around the city and in the distance in this park bench, I saw this man and I thought, I, t- I said to Colson, I said, I think, Holy Spirit wants to lead us to this guy. So 
we found a place to park and we had a little bit of a walk to get over there and so we're walking towards this guy he's just sitting on the top of the bench um it's like a bench table and we get about you know five ten feet away and i notice he's got some tattoos i get a little bit closer and he's got a tattoo that says 666 on his forehead he has tattoos that say demon pride uh, upside down crosses everywhere and you know initially it's it's quite shocking and it it felt you know i think <laughs> to both of us it felt a little un- we felt a little uneasy um because it's really just the three of us in this park there wasn't anyone around us so um we're trusting god that this is who who he wanted to send us to so i just started talking to him um he introduced himself as triple six Later, I found out his name was Carl. Carl shared a story about um, when he was a kid. His dad was a, a Baptist pastor. And he would preach, you know, twice a week. Sundays and Wednesdays, maybe three times a week. But every night, he would beat him. He would beat Carl every day. And so... What he ended up doing, if he, he thought that this was a representation of who God was. So he thought, if this is how, who God is, and this is just tragic, then maybe I'll find love from the opposite of God. And so he began to get into Satanism. And I'm not talking necessarily about the Church of Satan, because... Church of Satan is a little bit more complicated. Um, they're they're actually a little bit more atheist than they are anything else. But no, this 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 man was into Satanism as we think of it in the the church. And so he told me some very uh, astounding stories that really shook me. Um, it, it, they're difficult to repeat. Uh, anyway, he he was at a place where he's homeless and he said that Satan would give him things as he would obey him and and then he would take them away and he'd be worse off than he was before but he became a Satanist at age 11 and I met him when he was around 31 I believe so it was about 20 years and these stories were just breaking my heart but I just couldn't help but think Man, how the church has failed. How that pastor failed. How he didn't feel love from anyone. There wasn't anyone reflecting a love for him. And he got saved. And he got delivered. He, he, he was healed of, of, a, of a, a shaking problem that he had. Um, he prayed that if God was real, before we came to him, he prayed if God was real that uh and really loved him that he would send someone in uh where he was that would find a place for him to stay and and that was me and colson and a a man in the church um actually colson's brother had um, a place that no one was living in and he's been staying there he since got his tattoos removed um and uh he's he's reflecting God's glory. If you could see a picture of him, I saw a picture of the difference between when I met him and then where he is now. And it's, it's quite astounding, but that's just a testimony, but I couldn't help but think about that because of what's going on 
with these new Satan shoes. Um, and I've just been seeing a lot of Christians that have just been talking about how this is just another attack on Christianity. Let me just say this. Christianity was used by Satan to hate on the rapper for him to be at the place now where he feels the need to come out with Satan's shoes. And of course, the devil's behind it. Of course. You know, I believe in this, in, in the devil and the problem of evil. There's definitely a problem there. He, but look, Jesus, for one of his own disciples, he said, get behind me, Satan. And that was shortly after uh, he told Peter that he was a rock in which he would build his church. And so, uh, a Christian's uh, Christians can be used as well. If, if you are in a place of hate and you do not love, you have changed fathers. If, if you hate, if you show hate, if you show your own self-righteousness and look down on others, your father has become Satan. And you're now working for him. So th- this, is, this is what look, this is what we need to do. As Christians, what we need to do is we need to do what Paul said. We need to think of ourselves as the worst of sinners, and then we can come to a point where we can meet people where they are, come alongside them, and lift them up towards Jesus. Uh, The self-righteousness that we're seeing is, uh, is quite frankly, just wrong. It's, it's, it's this, this mindset that I'm a Christian and none of you are Christians. And so I'm bigger and badder and better. Uh, it's not the right mindset. Jesus himself did not equate himself with God, but came as a servant, served. and, And he wasn't, look, they were getting on him for associating with tax collectors and adulterers, sinners. And and because he was associated with, he was considered as one of them. He was considered a sinner. And so I think that we have this worry that we're going to come alongside and hang out and, and, and befri- befriend uh, people that might look differently. Or maybe they just sin differently than us. Maybe our sins is a little bit more quiet. Maybe it's a little bit more hidden. And we can come at a place of judgment towards others who have more outward sins or who just look differently than us. But instead, Christ is saying, no, look, I want you to be as I am. Look what I do and do it. Follow me as a disciple. Uh, you know, mimic what I do. And if he would put his place like that, we need to risk a reputation to love. And the church has not done that. The church has not done that. I'm not saying it hasn't always not done that. I'm not saying that every part of the church is always not doing that. I'm saying that we have done that a lot. And we need to repent for it. And we need to turn around. And we need to love all people. I hope that you're getting what I'm saying here. We need to love. What if... Instead of loving, instead of hating, this broken rapper who is same-sex attracted, instead of hating, instead of preaching down at him, what if we loved? Where would he be today? And even more than that, 
what if we acted in love now towards him? Maybe he could come back into the faith. But you all, all I'm saying is that we're the ones being persecuted. When in reality, we were persecuting him. And that's not the way of the Christ follower. Thank you all for tuning in to the King's Kid podcast. If you don't mind, please subscribe and then go to wayhousemedia.com for some other content. Thanks again.